let's talk about sex. In the interest of full disclosure, I absolutely love this song. <laughs> but let's talk about sex. Because there's not a whole lot of really good talk about sex going on out there. Oh, man, we're so hoping to, uh, you know, change that. Absolutely. And welcome to Sexy Marriage Radio. Dr. Corey Allen and Gina Paris, and we are glad that you have hopped on board to talk about life, love, marriage, sex, romance, doing the deed, whatever you want to, vernacular you want to put in there. We're glad you're here. You can find us at sexymarriageradio.com, and we would love to hear from you. So jump on and send us an email if you got a question or something on your mind. Mm-hmm. You can send or it to. Can, oh, sorry. Oh, you can send it to feedback at sexymarriageradio.com, or you can call our helpline, which is six one five fifty six sexy six. Very good, and we. Want to hear from you. And so we, looking through everything, Gina, on just the inbox that we've got for Sexy Marriage Radio, there's quite a few things that we have not gotten to that have been on the minds of some listeners. So I'm thinking this is just going to be kind of a potpourri Q&A show. Yes. All the questions people have been wanting to ask and haven't got answers and some of these kind of are in a theme i mean they they all kind of fall under the the heading of some of the dirtier side of sex if you will the kinky side yeah the 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 not the norm (laughs) i guess you could say i don't know what that i don't know what that means though yeah what is the norm (laughs) because the norm encompasses everything so Mm -hmm. it really is going to come down to you know, what's going on in your life and in your marriage and what's some of the things you're struggling with. And we, we have always said, as far as this show goes, no topic is taboo. So yeah. everything goes. We can talk about whatever because that's part of the beauty of marriage and sex. It's the beauty of talking about it. doesn't sure. mean we're going to say go for everything. Well, of course, because that's some, some stuff's healthy, some stuff's not. I mean, we're big proponents of letting your energy leak outside of your marriage when it comes to your sexual energy is not a good thing. Yeah, we think being the more exclusive your sex life is, the more valuable yes. sex is. Yes. Like anything. Exactly. The crown jewels. So one thing I do want to just cover real quick, because this is something that was made in passing, a comment I made in passing that a, a reader jumped on and or a listener jumped on and emailed that I made a comment about how sometimes a woman's clitoris could be too sensitive that it can almost border on, you know, painful that direct stimulation to her clitoris can be painful, which can be, I mean, I've heard, this is not the first I've heard of this. I've heard from several people that, that have had this issue. And I made a comment that there's things can be done to help. And okay. and one of them is have a discussion with your OB, you know, with, with your medical doctor, with your practitioner, whoever it is that you see, and just explain this. This might be kind of an awkward discussion with a doctor, but that's, a, that's what they're there for. 
and just to say, hey, here's what's going on. You got any ideas? Right. Because there could be a physical thing going on because there could be just the nerve endings that are found at the tip of the clitoris just could be too raw or overstimulated. And maybe there might be some medical things that could be done. The other things that come to my mind involve having some discussions with your, with your spouse and some time in the lab with your spouse. Yeah, time in the lab. Because it could be that, you know, at, at various moments during the whole arousal and sex phases, sometimes the clitoris is too, is too sensitive and sometimes it's not. So it's kind of understanding when is an appropriate time to spend time on the clitoris and when is an appropriate time to do something elsewhere. Yeah, and that's a matter of really knowing. Part of the joy of this whole monogamous relationship is is the joy of knowing each other and exploring each other. And um, so sometimes we've seen where these guys write in and wife is able to bring herself to orgasm or she knows how to touch herself, but he whatever he does is, re, you know, too sensitive. So that's a lot of communication going on. Right. So find out, you know, where around those, like every erogenous zone is for a woman, sometimes it's too sensitive. We don't want you there when we're not there. So sure, because some, sometimes that, that applies it. just to nipples. Sometimes ah, that applies. I mean, it's just no, no, no. It's too sensitive today. I don't want you there. I yeah, want you someplace else. Timing, yeah, exactly. Timing and arousal and lubrication and where you go. Maybe right. um, you know, go. Go through the hood. Don't be lifting the hood. Well, yeah, and, or, yeah, or, and, you know what? And use pressure. Yeah, and that's and that's my thought is when it comes to oral sex with a woman or just some sort of stimulation other than penal stimulation, which typically clitoris isn't involved when you're dealing with straight intercourse unless you're in the some different positions. But... One of the things that you can do is rather than direct stimulation to the clitoris with a finger or a, the tip of your tongue is apply more firm pressure rather than the flitting or the teasing that can sometimes be done. And so it's not just a bouncing around on the clitoris. It's actually use the flat part of your tongue and apply some pressure there or, your ha- or the palm of your hand and apply some pressure so it's almost a real slow grinding that has some pressure to it. That can sometimes keep the hood over the clitoris, which can keep the the nerve endings from being as sensitive, but still provide a great deal of pleasure. Right. Just try it out. Try so, it yeah. Out. So it's, it's really kind of trial and error on, on what works. And I'm sorry I didn't expand on that earlier, <laughs> but it is something that just because it's sensitive one time doesn't mean it always will be. Yeah, and there's a whole mind body connection too mm-hmm. for her. What she's what she's associating with different aspects of their relationship there. So hopefully that's some answers. Yeah, and and the, the main the main idea is still what we continually come back to is have some have more conversations about it as it's going on as well. You know, just try something out, and if it's not working, speak up and say no, no, no. I don't want you there. And then if he says, oh, man, and he gets all upset because that's something he was really wanting, well, dude, you got to buck up and move on elsewhere and enjoy, stay connected. You know, don't take the rejection personal. You're still having sex with your wife. Come on, man. (laughs) 
Yeah. Try something so, else. That's yeah. all right. Yep. And, you know, that we get a lot of emails. I know you probably do on your separate website, too. I do it Winning at Romance as well. And where guys are frustrated about not being able to bring their wife to orgasm. And it, I want to say a word to the wives here. Part of that is our responsibility as well to help them not be clueless. That's a little bit humiliating and frustrating. So, again, it takes two, I think, to communicate. Yeah, it, it sure does. It, it takes two to tango. Yeah, and two phrase. to tango well. And practice <laughs> to do it well. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. So, all right. The other side of the emails that we've received have to do with the more, like you mentioned earlier, I guess the kinkier side of sex. And this, a- and this is really captured in a voicemail we have. And so we're, I'm just going to play that and then let's, let's go, go deeper into this subject. Oh, that's right. And I will say Corey takes the name out. Yes. So if you call, leave a message, you know, chances are. We'll hear your yeah, name. Yeah, we'll 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 uh we'll hear your voice, but we'll keep you anonymous. Unless you don't care and you can tell us, then we'll broadcast you, you around the or world. Or if we need to make you sound like Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Hey, I'm a big fan of you guys, Corey and Gina. This is calling. I'm just driving in my car and I pulled over to make a call. Um listening to uh the last two episodes, which I think were absolute best on mistakes men and women make in bed. So looking forward to listening to those with my husband. Um, We'll be going on a road trip this weekend. But here's my question. Since you guys did such a fantastic job on the masturbation topic, um, what do you think the role of um, fantasy, sex toys, uh, uh, maybe dirty sex language, what do you think the role of that is? in uh, within sex and that. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. All right. Keep it up, guys. Thanks a lot. All right. So first off, we are really tardy in getting to this voicemail <laughs> on Man. the on the air. So it because the shows she's referring to were many shows ago. I it's not like we have not tried to answer Exactly. This yeah, we have and and I guess that's an, another interest of full disclosure. I'll I'll speak for me. When it comes to this arena I'm very vanilla. That's what I said to Corey before we recorded. Like, man, we're the most boring sex experts. <laughs> like, oh, no, what do you want to do that for? Yeah, and, and that doesn't mean that it's wrong by any means. It, uh, to me, it just, it's just not anything. I mean, from my upbringing and my exposure when it comes to the whole sexuality topic and the whole just arena of sex. I mean, everything up until pretty much the age of 32. If it, if I, if there was sex being exposed, it was pornography to me. Oh, that's right. That, that was in my life. That was my world. And what happened at 32 is that was when I took some sexuality classes in school as part of my doctorate. And it totally changed the subject for me of, wow, okay, there's a whole lot. I don't know. And, so I started diving into more about that whole arena from a health perspective. And that's the one thing, too, is a lot of the schools in America, especially when, it, when they're dealing with this topic, they deal with it from the model or the lens of dysfunction rather than from holistic and health. Or uh, on the other hand, however, a lot of sexology schools is the opposite. That's exactly it. it. 
every kind of thing that's so from bestiality to everything that's so off the charts that we would consider dysfunctional to become desensitized to any kind of moral attachment. So, you know, we want to come in here and be healthy. So let's just kind of go down. Let's go down the row. Okay. Um, Sex toys. Well, there's a whole lot of, there's a whole big variety of them. See? Yeah. And so it probably has to delineate the ones that are designed for external and the ones that are designed for internal. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> because there's a, there's a difference. And what comes to my mind is a relationship I had with uh, another blogger or internet businessman that they were marketing to the Christian arena with sex toys. Okay. And one of the things that they used as a deciphering factor of if it was a pro- if it was a product they were going to sell or not was the packaging was one. They wanted to avoid anything that had nudity and that could be construed as pornography in a, in okay. a negative way. They, they wouldn't sell it. And then the other was anything that would replace a penis, like the dildos and the different things that could be out there, that that's not necessarily what the design of husband and wife Nuh-uh, because I saw a kit one time. You could make a plaster of Paris cast of your husband's penis. Well, but this wouldn't be on that site. Yeah, but this wouldn't be on that (laughs) site. So that's what makes me think of, okay, you have the vibrator issues, which is really designed for external stimulation. I think there's probably internal uses for it for sure, but there's usually also something that's designed to hit the clitoris. And G-spot, dude. Well... I understand that, but... Okay, so that's one, you can take one, the overriding thing what Corey is saying is what's inspiring the drive and the and the whole design, and so um, obviously we're all pretty much of this persuasion that all things are permissible, maybe not all things are beneficial, and we're really counts down legalism. Um, so sex toys, if it makes you feel good, if it's something that that spices things up, makes you closer to each other and makes you feel closer to your values. You know, if you've, if you've got this love life you're considering is sacred, do the toys enhance the sacred aspect? These, the, so the spiritual intimacy as well as the emotional intimacy and physical intimacy, uh, then it's probably going to bring you closer together and be a lot of fun. Right. Right. So, so if, it's, <laughs> if it's something that, that you both agree on, and it's something you both find purpose and meaning and pleasure within. Mm-hmm. What's the deal? Sure, and you know, with vibrators and stuff, if if that is able to help some in, some of the ladies be more in touch with how their own body works, that's probably a good idea. Yeah. So I'm just thinking of it from the mindset, and this is just one of the things I've come to. You know, I can't necessarily say it's right or wrong because that's not my place for people to, to say for people. It's, it's really all I can say that for is my life. But there's a design to the way a man operates and a design to the way a woman operates and a design for those two to come together. And not be replaced by battery operation. And not be replaced by something else. Yeah, but most of the sex toys, like, and I always say, if you want to get sex toys, buy them from a girlfriend, you know, or buy them from a source that you really trust. Yeah. And, and then she'll know what's fun. Usually they're not, the repertoires are big. They're talking about massage oils and candles and and things that are just to have more fun. So. Yeah, I mean, because sex toys can be as harmless, quote unquote, as 
just a romantic candle or a feather or a right. blindfold or rose yeah. petals or bath oils. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different things all the way up to what's con- what can be considered more raunchy, if you will. And, and it, so it comes down to who you are and who you want to be in your marriage and who you are with your spouse. Have those right. discussions. And the, yeah, and, and I think couples probably have fun with those along those lines. Oh, I imagine and, sure. Um, and to, yeah, and to let them be areas of conversation. And, and chances are, we, I think we've talked about it before with the ladies, there's times that certain toys, certain days of the month, she's going to be a lot more open to rowdier yeah. things than, yeah. than other times. And, and then also, let me add this one last caveat that can be added, I think, to the whole, this whole this whole topic, this whole idea of everything with this show is just because you are uncomfortable with it doesn't mean you shouldn't have some discussions about it. Yeah. Because working yeah. through our discomfort, not that it may actually, you know, make it to where you're in, in implementing some of these things or, or utilizing some of these things. It's more about just because it makes us uncomfortable doesn't mean we need to run away from it. <laughs> that's funny yeah have uh, it just makes me think of having the conversations and, and to be able to ask yourself why am i uncomfortable with that yeah. and that that applies as well to every kind of um position and act and well that applies to everything know. that we do in our life isn't it i mean if you think of the very first time you had sex it's yeah. it's usually filled with a lot of uncertainty a lot of anxiety you know because it yeah. Because you're in, you're venturing into a completely unknown world to you at that time. Well, part of that I think is the appeal of bringing in toys and something new for couples who have been, you know, married and at this for a long time. With the so same it's trying person. to spice some things up, if you will. Yeah, just bring back a sense of mystery. Since sure. mystery is an element of of eroticism. Sure. But yeah, the, ask what it what makes you think of. Like pole dancing is this hot new thing right up here at this club, which just cracks me up. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm going to go pole dancing. <laughs> Put a pole in the bedroom. I said, you know, this probably is not going to ever happen in our bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but it doesn't mean just because this this, this whole, uh, you know, hey, I'm just vanilla. I don't like that. I would encourage you at least have the discussion, especially if your spouse wants to bring it up and talk about it. I mean, have some discussions and and be uncomfortable and see what happens with you because it could open up something that is totally different when it comes to your sex but is it totally better because your life is better you're becoming more well-rounded and more solid because you're getting a better sense of who you are and who you want to become rather than oh that's just something i won't talk about and you run away from it all right, so speaking of talk, then dirty talk. And fantasy, I think, probably fits right in line with that. Yeah. Those, those are two ends of the spectrum, maybe, but it's kind of adding a bit of a, a little nuance. Yeah, I think you could bring up the conversation and say, what kind of words do you find offensive? You play Scrabble. You play like Scrabble and spell out words and say, "Does this word offend you or turn you <laughs> on?" <laughs> okay. All you can. The only way you can play that one time of Scrabble is only sexual words. Yeah, that's a good game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, dirty talk. You know, that's an interesting thing. 
Because that, again, like anything's going to run the gamut. Uh Some of my girlfriends, man, they'll tell me they are the queen of dirty talk. And then, but it's so relative because at the same time, their values are pretty godly. So what's dirty to them (laughs) and what's dirty in a erotic novel that they might pick up is like, oh, my God. So, again, it's just staying clear to your values. Yeah. Is it words or, you know, with the fantasies or are your fantasies involving other people? There's a lot of people that say, oh, you know, anything that leads to arousal and anything that heightens orgasm, the the end justifies the means. You know, whatever it takes to get there, just go there. And I I don't agree with that. Yeah, because that's all goal oriented. Yeah, that's true for one thing. And and that's not that's not actually producing a deeper connection. That's just producing an end result. Yeah, that's chasing the orgasm instead yeah. of the connection. Yeah, and it's about. and it's not doing, it's it's not the idea of all your sexual energy being directed towards your mate. Yeah, so for that reason, I would draw the line at having fantasies that include other people. It just does nothing for me. Yeah, but um, you know, that's something you guys got to work out. Yeah. And uh, again, I mean, it, it seems like we're going to keep coming back to this as our answer, but it, it really is. It's, it's having the discussion. It's having the conversation about what do you think about this? What do you think about mm-hmm. that? And, and see what it leads to. Right. I mean, that's, that's the one thing I don't know. I think I've mentioned this on the air. Maybe I haven't, but there's a, a great game that Pam and I use every so often. It's called a private affair. Mm-hmm. And it's written by a friend of mine. It's a, actually an MD doctor up in Canada mm-hmm. and he and his wife created this and it's just a box of cards and all of them are just thought provoking questions or quotes or vignettes or just different things to just get you kind of talking through things and it brings up subjects that we would never bring up on our own just by random hey what do you think about this you know but this will bring it up and it, and it's one of those that it just gets you talking and so she and I try to use it my wife and I try to use it where when, whenever we have the weekends away or a date night, one of us usually will sneak in and grab a couple of cards, and that's what we'll have a discussion over dinner, just kind of real subtle, kind of quiet, intimate of, hey, what do you think of this? And then we just take turns going back and forth and, and can have some really long, great conversations that lead to oh, some really long, great things. But, oh, that's but, but it is one of those, it, it's just a, it's a tool that gets you talking. Right. And helps you kind of sort through things on, I don't know why I'm kind of averse to that. But let me, let me think about that. It's, Cause it's skewed because of whatever, or because it's, you know, whatever. And, and then you start, what, what you're really doing is you're refining and creating a better you. A better you and a stronger connection. Exactly. To, right. Well, that better you is, is necessary for a better connection. <laughs> well, Sometimes you don't connect with the ordinary you. That might be a step in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. So yeah. So games, games would fall along that line too. Bedroom games that help you just open up, lighten up. Mm-hmm. Anytime that you can see your mate in a new light, in kind of a positive way, in an erotic way, not neurotic, erotic. Of you know. I guess crazy. It's all right, too. But, yeah, anytime we're seeing something new in that person that we love, that's probably valuable. Yeah. All right. Anything and so, else? Well, fantasy? I don't know. I mean, because fantasy, this is, this is the struggle I've got. And I know you and I have had some discussions about this before that we're, where we're different. 
mm-hmm. that I can understand the importance that fantasy can play when you can recreate in your mind some past experiences to kind of to help set the mood or help get you in the mood or whatever. Because, you know, maybe maybe you're the type that I really want to have sex because my spouse is really wanting it. So and I really want to be there with them. So I'll remember when X and it's something that involves the two of you. It's a chance when you, you know, you got to have sex on the beach or you had the, the real nice massage out in the sun or you had the real great romantic interlude from that vacation you did three, four, five, six years ago, whatever it was. And that, you know, memories of that kind of stir the fire. Right. And so I can understand the, the role that that plays. The whole goal I believe in, though, with the majority of our sexual encounters is really learning more to be present in the moment and so that's that that's the dilemma i've got if you use something to kind of get yourself going but make sure that during the the time you get a chance to connect with your spouse connect with them because it seems like most of the time we disconnect off and on throughout the whole encounter yeah i know but i i I, exactly because I can't, sex is I'm not, I'm not capable of just staying right here in my bedroom in middle tennessee when paul's taking me over the moon i'm like <laughs> well no i get it i, I get there it but it, but it's it's one of those the more you can because sex is a great laboratory for the for your own growth and development as a human as a person it's a chance to learn how to tolerate intimacy because intimacy is going to produce discomforting feelings just as much as it's going to produce comforting feelings and there's lots of times when in sex when you're it's too close to home you know (laughs) or i'm just i'm not there or boy i was a good spot for a moment but now i've lost it and so then you have this choice of well okay how do i re-engage how do i reconnect and it seems like a lot of times I would I would just kind of drift off into something else that would kind of get my mind on it again. And what I've done is I've actually lost the connection with my wife at that moment. And what's that about? Why did I lose connection? Because it's goal oriented rather than connection oriented. And that's that's the dilemma that I've I, that I just always want to propose for people is the more you can learn to be present and be open and be real, the deeper your connection in your marriage can go. Yes, and as a woman, it is completely normal to be in the middle of something beautiful and think, oh, is there milk in the fridge? <laughs> so I'm, we just well, do no. that. <laughs> I, men, I, I think we do it too as men, but it's going to okay, be more along you. the, it's going to be, it's not going to be, oh, did I turn the oven off or did I, you know, finish whatever? It, it's going to be more, oh, I'm supposed to do this. Because she likes that. It's it's yeah. a routine. It's a, oh, I got to remember, okay, go slow. You know, oh, I need to remember, oh. And, and, and we, it seems like it, one of the victims men can fall, that we can fall into is the idea of it becomes such a procedure, <laughs> if you will, that yeah. you, you, you don't, we forget to just sit back and enjoy. Hmm. And so yeah. that's that's the whole idea of, the more you can just be present and kind of follow each other's lead, which that's the last show we talked about on just being a leader and being a follower and just let 
your partner sometimes have the power. Let them kind of take it where they want to at times, and then you take it back, and then you, they take it from you. I mean, that that's the idea of kind of go with what's what you're feeling and what you're experiencing together, not a script, not a, oh, I'm supposed to do this to produce that. Or it's kind of you're learning, and what you're really doing is you're learning more about you. Sometimes are just better than other times, and that sure. is just going to be a fact. Yeah. So if a partner is if you're having a hard time staying focused for different reasons, stress, or just so much on their mind, then help take them somewhere. And so to me, that's where fantasy is powerful. Okay. And, that, and you, you know, you talk them through it. Let's steal away from here. Let's be back on that catamaran in the Bahamas. Yeah. And so it's. You know, if I could only have to hang out here in Middle Tennessee and Hillbillyville for great sex, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, but what you can do, though, is get to where you're starting to see each other behind the eyeballs. Yeah, and and, and let each other in. Yeah, you know? so it's about going there together. It is, it's really and it's, 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 you have the moments where the connection's lost, and you take the courage to speak up and say, I'm not there. Well, look each other in the eye for a moment and see what happens right breathe yeah you know, breathe yeah so that and that's the beauty of sex that's the beauty of life that's the beauty of marriage to me yeah growing and you exactly. know the ebbs and the flows and the, the stuff we do together yep so in all of those things when we bring out even what we're talking about the kinkier side we just hope that it's if, if it's the kinky side, go kinky together. You know, whatever you're doing, <laughs> that, that it's something that you're doing on a united front. Yeah, do something, whatever it is that's bringing you closer together, mm-hmm. then be willing to take the risk to bring it up. Yeah. And see what happens. Because what you could do is it could be something, you know, hey, I've always wanted to try X. You know, which the last thing we need to talk about was anal sex because that's something we've gotten several emails about. You know, and that's that's typically one of those topics is not ever discussed, and <laughs> at least in my experience. So it's it's one of those though that it could be. You know, I'm really wanting to try that, but then as you start talking more about it, or maybe even try it, you realize no, I don't want to. Yeah. You know, it's not it it didn't produce what I was thinking, so that's not what I want. That's not because we evolve and we change as people. And we grow and we change as people. Because the only thing I know when it comes to anal sex on should you, should you not, is there's there's usually more danger or damage involved. Because the anus wasn't designed <laughs> for insertion. Yeah. Uh, and so that's where, it, that is so often, we see that one where the man's got this compulsion and kind of forcing the the wife and she's really uncomfortable and it's even uh paul byerly over there at what's his the generous the pu- husband yeah that's something else the pure bed in that in that marriage thing? bed marriage yeah bed. yeah the marriage bed he, he pointed out about the whole anal thing that maybe 20 years ago all the rage and pornography was oral sex Whereas the last few years, it's been anal sex. Mm-hmm. And so it's just um, created this huge new market kind of for something that's really pretty unnatural. So that's why so often the women are especially averse is they don't like trying to act out. They're frustrated enough with the certain levels of porn 
Um, and so then they're they're resentful right off the bat. And secondly, it's it is painful. Certain doctors will say there's it's impossible to do that without causing fissures and tears that mm-hmm. that are dangerous. So, you know, the one somebody emailed us and said, you know, about anal sex, would God want us to? It's kind of hard to play God. <laughs> it here. really is hard <laughs> to play that and answer that one. <laughs> but uh you know, because of course we've all seen the articles that are like, yeah, you know, go real slow, use lots of lube, just use a finger, just use a butt, anus plug, doesn't have to be penal. Right. And, you know, that's just going to all go back to your conversations and what's what strikes you as sacred and, and special about it. Well, so. and what makes you, you? Because here, here's what comes yeah. to my mind. I had a client years and years ago. And this was actually one of the first times I was advertising myself as a sex therapist. And so this is the first client I had on this topic. And so I was nervous as could be going into this session. Yeah, how old were you, 25? Oh, no, no. I mean, I was in my 30s because it was, it was doctorate world. So oh, that's right. I didn't do that till a little bit later after, after I actually kind of grew up <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> but I entered the session and... I knew kind of what they were looking to talk about during the session, and it was he he really liked anal sex and cross dressing. Yeah, his wife's panties. Yes, and and so I'm like, oh, wow, okay, I, I'm just Mr. Christian man that has never really been exposed to anything in the world and all that, and so I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do with this. So I just went in and just kind of listened, and and as they started explaining what was going on, it made sense. On, on what why they tried out anal sex. And it was a whim. They both tried it. They both enjoyed it the first time. And then after that, that's all he wanted. And she didn't because she's like, this isn't as enjoyable as it was the first time. And the reason they had tried it is because due to childbirth, she had scarring in her vagina and it made vaginal sex painful. But she was trying to make take some steps to correct that. And so as we were kind of talking through it all, it really, what really came out, and this is, this is her words, and I love it, because she, she just looked, to it, looked at him and said, you know what? When you don't want my vagina, you don't want me. Everybody has an anus. <laughs> and I'm like, Look, because she identified herself and her womanhood yeah. as I'm offering this to you but you don't want it. And he just was flabbergasted by that statement. It was like, I mean, jaw dropped because he had never seen it that way. Cause that was the important, that's the depth that was there. And she had the courage to say, this is me. See, she had the courage to say that, but as soon as you said it, it made me laugh a little bit and not in, because I thought it was funny, but because it struck me how many thousands of the men that listen to our show feel that way when they're turned down by their wife all the time. You don't want me sexually. You don't want me. Yeah. And there are so thousands of them are married to these women who say, we've got a great marriage. And so I, that's good. I hope everyone will hear that. And, uh, and that can be applied to that instance too of look, yeah. you don't want my penis. You don't want me. It's exactly. And after enough rejection, then sometimes a huge move's got to be made like that. Because if you don't, I mean, none of us, if, if you don't want to live in a sexless marriage, okay, you have every right to say so, 
and see what happens. I know. There's so many ramifications to that. Because so, all of these topics, yeah. all of these things, all of all the stuff that we've got, we've covered in every show up to this point too, <laughs> is is really more about defining and growing you, and then each other. That's the process of relationship. That's the process of sex. Well, and that's the beauty of marriage mm -hmm. that that I know that because of who I am, I'm able to bring out the best in Paul. That is part of what attracted me to him. That's part of what made me want to be his wife when I was 22 and he was 20, uh, you know. It, and uh, it's, it is just what we want to always grow in. So. Yeah, because marriage provides the natural container for growth. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's the way it's designed. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it's not always pretty. Sometimes it's it's frustrating and it's and it's rough to have some of those conversations and to go through the discomfort that's involved with some of that. But that's but what it produces is something so much deeper and so much closer and so much better. Yes, you can enjoy real intimacy in a world that's been screwed. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, this is Sexy Marriage Radio. Dr. Corey Allen and Gina Paris, and we are glad you've been on board. We will see you yep. next time. You bet. Come tell us your thoughts, sexymarriageradio.com, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>